When you hear those four things, money, power, pleasure, fame, one or two of them, one probably more than the rest is going to resonate with you. All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. This is a deep episode for you, but I will tell you this. You do this. You answer the questions that I have proposed to you, and you will be a better person. You'll be a better doctor. And you'll have a better practice because you will know exactly where you're going and what you're meant to do. This is an episode you need to listen to and you need to follow through with. Not just one that you're going to listen to and then move on. One you're going to listen to and re-listen to again. Take the questions and make your life that much better. A little bit of office talk. Closing thought of the episode. This is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, listening. Uh, we're getting a ton of emails. Dr. Lily at theultimateod.com. Facebook, YouTube. Leave us a five-star review. Anything you can do to grow the podcast, grow the YouTube channel, I truly appreciate. I do this because I love optometry. I love you reaching out, asking questions. Iron sharpens iron. I firmly believe that I'm a better doctor. I'm a better place in my practice because of you out there. So thank you for that. Shout out to all uh, people in my mastermind groups that have been uh, just keeping me sharp, keeping me accountable. I hope that you listen to this podcast, you listen to my entire podcast, and you take some nuggets away and you make yourself better. Now, today I'm going to ask you, well, there's going to be a lot of questions, but we'll start off with this question. Why run the race if you're not excited about training? I've ran marathons, I've played a lot of sports in my life, and I'm going to use football as my example because, well, I love football, but football is one of the most grueling sports you can play. It's physical, but if you think about it, you practice five days a week for a game, and you have Sundays off, and you do it again. The ratio of practice to games is just completely different from every other sport that I've ever been a part of. Track meets, we had two a week. Basketball games, two, three games a week. Just soccer, my kids play. They have they have two games a week, right? Multiple games. When you wrestle, you have tons of matches, tons of things. When you play football, you have one game. And heaven forbid, when I was in college, when I had a bye week, well, you have two weeks of practice before a game? That sucks. And then on top of that, when you get done with the season, your off season is you're lifting. You have to lift during season. You're running because you always have to be in shape. Individual drills, team drills. For me, I am not a big guy, so I had to eat constantly. I take a shake. So shakes were 2,000 calories a day plus my extra food. I was at 4,000 calories a day, and that was awful for my health. I'm guaranteeing I probably took years off my life. Hooray. One of the best things ever was when I got done playing, I could just not eat for the day and it'd be okay. If that happened when I played, awful. So you can see football demanded a lot, but I absolutely loved it. My favorite time was the offseason. I love the offseason. In my mind, mentally, what I thought was I was going to work so hard, and then when the season came, all my hard work, I'd be better than everyone else, and that's just the mentality I had. I love the training, so that's why I signed up for the race, right? 
when I ran the marathons, I love putting in the miles, the just pounding the pavement. I didn't even care about the marathon itself. I love to run. So again, let's bring this back to what matters, optometry private practice. There are so many parallels when it comes to private practice, our own offices, to the, the analogy of football. So many races that we can run, so many dopamine hits that we can have. Let me name some of the few that I, I've had. Virtual assistants, a newer, bigger office, new technology, EOS, I want to implement that. The specialties that you can add, policies and procedures, hiring a doctor, oh my. Now, each individual one of these can be amazing. Each individual one's, one of these things can also be the worst thing ever. So I ask you again, why run the race if you're not excited about the training? Well, when you look at those things, the thing that you got to remember is, why are you doing this? What is your motivation? What's the vision? I talk constantly to you guys about the vision. And before we get to the vision, let's take a step back and talk about your motivation. Four things. Four things. Now, I've listened to a couple books. I'll reference those later on. But four things that motivate us. They can be good or they can be bad. Money, power, pleasure, or fame. Right? Think about this. There's a ton of ways where you can make a lot of money in optometry. A ton of ways where you get a lot of power over your staff, over patients. Playing a doctor, you have power. Right? Pleasure. You love the dopamine hits. You love buying the equipment. Because of optometry, you get to do a lot of fun things. You get to travel. I get to go to Las Vegas for a conference. I get to go to New Orleans for a conference. You know, Washington, D.C., you name it. I get to travel. I get a lot of pleasure from optometry. Fame. Are you guys fellows? Do you like to publish? Do you have webinars? Do you have a podcast that people can listen to you at? Right? These are all things that can motivate you. Now, when you hear those four things, money, power, pleasure, fame, one or two of them, one probably more than the rest is going to resonate with you. Now, do you use that for good or do you use that for evil? Do you let it corrupt you? Every single one of those things can corrupt you. But you can use every single one of them for good. What is your one motivating factor? Think about that. If you're interested, leave a comment below. Send me an email, doctor.theultimate.d. I want to know what is your motivating factor. All right? Now, I've thought about this a lot, and I, I'm, I'm still debating money or pleasure. I'm not overly money-driven. I could work a lot harder, I think. I love the pleasure side of things, what it allows me to do. I love traveling. I love doing those things. So again, what motivates you? Now, this goes back to our vision. If you've listened to, there's past episodes. I'll link those below. But what is your vivid vision? What do you want for your practice? So I firmly believe the one thing I've done in the past year that has made the biggest impact. It wasn't the IPL. It's not the virtual assistants. It's not trying to get a new office. It's having a vision and operating with intention right? Having a vision and everything you do makes more sense, all right? Every piece of equipment I buy, every action I make in the office, everything is building towards this vision I have, and that has given me the most energy, the most power, the most productive office I've ever had, hands down. It's allowed me to grow. What is your vision? You need to have that, okay? Now, 
when I got to a point in the past where I didn't know what to do and I kept hitting those dopamine hits, buying every piece of equipment I could think, it's because I didn't I didn't plan past the point that I was at. I had already made it in my mind, so I couldn't go any further, right? Because I, I was there. But now my vision is 10 years down the road. I know what I want. I, I was talking to one of my staff members today. I'm like, yeah, we're going to get another doctor and I'm going to work this many days a week. Then we'll have another doctor. I'll work this many days a week. And then we'll have two primary care doctors going at the same time. We'll have our dry eye clinic, my opioid management clinic. And then we'll have our technicians running the OCTs, the visual fields, doing all that. That's the office I've envisioned. That's what I'm going to create. That's what I'm doing right now. 100% hands down. That's, that's where I'm at. Hold me accountable. Call me out. I'm doing it. That's what I'm going to go. I know I've told you in the past, I want to do $10 million in 10 years. That's what I'm going for, right? This is how I'm going to create it. I've given you the roadmap in my mind and it just, it makes sense. Okay. So that brings you back to the question that you have to ask yourself is what is your vision? How do you know what your vision is? Now I've listened to in the past month, uh, Arthur C. Brooks. He's a happiness guy, amazing podcast. He was on the Tim Ferriss podcast. He's been on uh, Ted talks. He has a book called strength to strength. Amazing read. I recommend you read that book. I've had a lot of stuff going on. And like I said, I've had this vision. I've been with intention and it's, it, it led me to that book. I read it and it, outlined exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm switching up my game. The past decade, I've done the same thing. It's time for the next iteration of Dr. Nick Lilly. So I'm going to read that book. Now he says that you need to answer these, these questions. The two questions that I'm going to reference are, they're a little deep. They're not meant to be morbid, but I think they are great questions. And then I'll go from there. So the first question is, why are you alive? Flat out, why are you alive? Do you know what you were here to do? This can go beyond optometry or job. What is your purpose? What are you on this earth to carry out? This better be something bigger than yourself, right? You are, you're not going to be fulfilled. There's not a lot that's going to happen if this isn't bigger than you. I'll tell you what, you get juice too when it's bigger than you. You all if you're listening to this, you're a doctor, you're going to be a doctor. If you're listening to this, you have a unique set of skills, talents, and abilities. What are you on earth to do? Why do you have those abilities? What can you do that other people can't? Boy, one of my things, I can do consistency again and again and again. I, I could list off the things that I think I do better than others that I think I'm on this earth to do because I've been thinking about it for the past year straight, Right? My vivid vision. Why am I alive? What am I here to do? Now, this next question, like I said, not to meant, meant to be morbid. What would you die for? Right, that's a different question. What would you kill for, right? We kill for a lot of things. A lot of things that we would do, right? Think about this. But what would you honestly in this life die for? My wife, my kids. I have a few friends that I would, I would lay it all down on. And I would go, I'd die for. Right? But think about that. That's another level of passion. That's another level of commitment. So you, why are you on this earth and what would you die for? 
answer those two questions, right? It's going to make optometry look like a really small speck in this whole thing we call life. That's great. You need perspective, right? What your vivid vision, what you should be trying to accomplish needs to be bigger than just optometry, right? That is the means, that's the tool that you're going to use to get there, I guess, right? But while you're alive, what would you die for? This comes back to where I bring it back to optometry. So answer those big questions. The next question I ask, so there's there's four total. We answered two or asked two. How do you want to spend your time? Think about that. All your needs are satisfied. You have everything you've ever, you have everything you want. What do you want to spend your time doing? Right? It's not for money. Would you still practice optometry if all your financial needs were met? I love it. I would. I really would. Right? Who do you want to spend time with? What do you want to be doing with them? You know, I might change my hours a little bit, but I'm still going to, I find so much purpose. I have a passion for what I do. I think I can use this to better the life of my staff, better the life of my patients, better the life of my family. And I love, better my life because of optometry. That may sound crazy. I might be a little nuts. But that's, I honestly feel that way. Why are you alive? What would you die for? What do you want to spend your time doing? Answer those three questions. And now we bring it back full circle. How can optometry help you do one, two, and three? You answer that, and you now have a vision for your office. You know what your mission is. To make sure everyone can see. To eradicate dry eye. To have the best glaucoma clinic hands down to save people's vision, to get rid of diabetic retinopathy because you care so much about it. I don't know. You know, maybe like mine, I love mentorship. I love leading. That's why I do the podcast. Half the half the reason I do this is I love to talk to you guys and share ideas, share my experience because I love to mentor, right? So you know your purpose, you know what matters and how you want to spend your time. Create that life right now. How are you going to do it? I don't care if it's a day, a week, a year. Answer those questions honestly and truly to yourself. And then that is how you make a practice bigger than yourself. That's how you have a vivid vision. I can extrapolate more. If you guys want to call, I'd love, I can talk your ear off. But what my practice is going to allow me to do, how I'm going to use my time, my talents, my abilities to take this vision and make it more, right? I hope this wasn't too deep, too much meta because honestly, it's been the biggest game changer for me and my practice to be better. So I want this for you. So find out that vivid vision, find out what you believe in, who you are, and these things you should be constantly asking yourself. And once you know every single day, morning and night, remind yourself of it. Live a life with intention. We'll have more for you next week. All right, my friends, a little office talk. I have great news for you. I have my LOI, my letter of intent. My letter of intent has been accepted. Yes. All right, two failures. Same place, just kept getting the crap kicked out of me. Kept racking up some L's. Couldn't make a hire, couldn't get a new office, 
Didn't know what I was going to do, but you know what I kept doing? Knocking until I found someone that would open a door for me. I kept seeking, and I'm not done yet. I know once I got this, I know the next steps. Now I'm looking for doctors. I'm setting up my org chart. I'm preparing myself. I made a hire, so I'm going to be heavy for about a year on staff because I want to hit the ground running when we go there. I'm setting my office. I've talked to my managers of what it's going to look like, what we're doing. But guess what? I made the hire. It's amazing. I'm so excited. Negotiate lease. I got to build a building. Talking to the architect. It's pretty much designed. Just got to get all the details and then, uh, you know, putting in the furniture. So I think I'm going to use iDesigns. Definitely for the optical. I don't know if I'll do that for everything else. They are very expensive, but they look nice. Great looking office. I have have a vision. Just also have a lot of money I'm going to be spending. But the best investment is the S and me, right? Not the S and P. S and me. Invest in myself. I can make bigger returns than anything else I could do with that money. So that's my goal. That's my plan. All right. Also, I told you I had the meeting with the virtual assistant. I'm hiring the virtual assistant. I'll have an update next week with how the hiring of the virtual assistant went, but I am making the hire. Now, that being said, my managers right now, I told them we need to make a, we're doing this. This is happening. And I've been prepping them for about six months now. We're going to do this. This is something that's out there. We have to take advantage of it. Think about all the things that we could do. And I've kind of created a list, etc. When I signed up, I, I actually told them, hey, we're doing it. This is the things I've taken the stuff that you said. I've taken the stuff that I want. These things are happening. And they're like, okay, they were going after it. And then uh, I asked, okay, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? And one of the things, one of the staff, my managers goes, uh, yeah, we're just not going to do that. It's just not worth asking. Oh, no, no, no. You are going to do that. That's something we are going to figure out. No exceptions. And they kind of looked at me like, oh, oh, okay. Yes. You have to commit to it. You realize that if you don't commit to something like that, they're not going to, they're going to always say it's too hard. There's a roadblock here. It's just easier if I do it. I've done that my entire career. I can't delegate that. I'm the best one that can do that. Oh, it's too hard to train that. Too simple. I'm going to just keep doing this. Nope. No choice. Get it off your plate. Period. You know what they did? They found a way. They, they have it planned in their head. Now, whether it works or not, I'll let you know. And if we have to pivot or adjust or take it away, fine. But you find a way. There is no, well, it's too hard. Maybe. We'll see. No, do it. And to this, I gave them the outcome I wanted, and I'm letting them figure it out. Massive delegation. They don't know what to do with themselves because they're not used to this me. Remember, I have a vivid vision. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm going to do. I know who I am and what I want to represent. I got to stop micromanaging and I have bigger things that I have to accomplish. These are things that I don't worry about. They're capable. They'll figure it out. and We'll go from there. So I think that's growth. I'm pretty pumped up about that. And then uh, new staff member. We are hiring because in my mind, the virtual assistant will be able to take a lot of back and stuff away. I hope it works. Just a straight technician. All they're going to do is do workups. Get some charts ready, not answer phones. They're going to just do workups, workups, workups. That's what they're going to do. 
So I'm reinventing my office with the mindset that the changes I'm making are going to be more productive, better for everyone. Stay tuned. We'll see what we got. I think it's going to work, but I'll have more for you next week. Where, oh, where has the time gone? We are to the closing thought of the episode. And today I will leave you with this. All right. And it's two different philosophies. If I ask you, what is art? With Without it being started, what's art? And being from a Western culture, if I think of art before it's been started, before it's been done, what is, what is it? Blank canvas, right? Empty canvas, we need to add more brush strokes and we'll make a masterpiece. That's art in my mind. Eastern philosophy is much different. They will take a uh, jade stone and say that the art is already in there. You just have to strip things away to make it happen. Right? So Western philosophy, we add things to it. Eastern, you take things away. So the analogy was looking at the a painting, um, blank canvas, add stuff. Looking at a statue of like a, uh, I don't call it Buddha, I don't know, a dog statue, right? Out of jade stone. Well, the statue was always in there. They just had to chip away the pieces to make it come out, right? They're about minimize, minimizing things, getting rid of stuff to make it perfect and beautiful. We're about adding things, right? Now, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I, I'm a big proponent of I want more. I want to have these things. I want to add things to my life. But I'm just putting this thought out there that maybe it's not adding more. It's taking stuff away where you'll find the true beauty in life. You'll find the things that give you energy, passion, desire. It's a little bit less stripping away some of those things that you don't need and focusing on what matters. I don't know. You tell me what you'd rather do, paint the picture or chop away at the jade stone. All I know is that's what I have for you. Dr. Lily out.